you will sink every time when you focus on your circumstances and not focus on your solution. When navigating the storms of life, Dr. Tony Evans says we need to take a lesson from one of Jesus' first followers. God is inviting you to look up, keep your eyes on Him. I may not get rid of the storm, but you'll be walking on it. It won't be walking on you. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When you're in trouble, it can seem like God is a million miles away. But Dr. Evans says God's brightest miracles often occur right in the middle of a tempest. Today, he explains how we can find hope in those dark times. Let's join him in the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, as he begins. Habakkuk is a prophet who's confused. The second verse of the first chapter, he says, How long, O Lord? Will I call for help and you not hear me? Anybody ever felt like that? One problem is God appearing to move too slow. And another problem is an inability to understand what he is doing because it seems so contradictory. In this particular prophecy, he was going to raise up an evil people called the Babylonians to discipline his people which causes Habakkuk to say in verse 13, your eyes are too pure to approve of evil and you cannot look on wickedness with favor. So why do you look in favor on those who deal treacherously? Why are you silent when the wicked swallow up those more righteous than they are? In other words, it's not fair. So you're not the only one who thinks these thoughts about God. There are only three chapters in this book, but it begins off in a pit, but it ends on a peak. Physically, he's a wreck. He's a nervous wreck. Look at the language used in chapter 3, verse 16. I heard and my inward parts trembled. At the sound, my lips quivered. Decay into my bones, and in my place, I trembled. Physically, I am just done, distraught. I'm falling apart and unraveling at this. Anybody ever felt like they were unraveling? That life was unraveling, just going every which way. Chaos here. Chaos when you get up. Chaos at home. Chaos at work. Just unraveling. That's the... That's the situation. But he has to make a choice. It is the choice that every believer here today has to make, and that is the choice as to whether you will choose to believe God. That he is true. That he does have power. That he does have presence, even when I do not feel him near, that he is there because he said so. And you got to choose to do that. Look at chapter 2, verse 20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. That means shut up. Be silent, that means be quiet. All right? The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be quiet. Now, 
to understand it, you got the verses before it talks about dumb idols that people look to for solutions. They can't speak. They can't talk. You have to set them up, break them down, and they are dumb. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth, that's you and me, we on the earth, let all the earth be silent before him. Now, why do you need to know that? When you can't figure it out, don't get a headache over it. When you can't solve it, don't stay up all night trying to figure it out. God knows how to tell you what he wants you to know. And if he's not informed you of anything more than he has informed you of, you go to sleep. And be, stop fussing, cussing, and complaining. And be silent before the Lord. In other words, let him do what he's going to do. Leave God alone. He is not a dumb idol. He is not a lifeless being. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let the earth be silent. What do you do in a temple? You worship. Look, in your confusion, you worship. In your lack of clarity, you worship. In your emptiness, you worship. In your despair, you worship. You simply say, Lord, all I can do is adore you in your temple because I have no explanation for anything that's going on right now. None. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. And so he calls for an act of faith. Matthew 6 says, be anxious for nothing. Because just as you can trust God for yesterday. In fact, you didn't even think you were going to make it till now, the way things look. You just say, if I got to go through another year like this, I'm not going to make it. Guess what? You made it. You here. Your problem may not be solved, but you here. I will exalt in the God of my salvation. You remember when you first started flying and it was turbulence? And how nervous that makes you? You know, plane go boom, 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 jumping up and down. And you get a little uncomfortable with turbulence, you know? You know, especially if it's real, like real bad in a storm and you don't know what's going. See, the problem with a plane is you're not in control. That's the problem. I can handle a bumpy road. I'm behind the wheel. I, we, I, you bump all day. As long as my foot is on the accelerator and my foot is on the brake, we can make it. But I can't see what's going on out there. I don't know what them boys doing up front. You remember how you long for the pilot to say something? Tell the truth, shame the devil. I know. You wanted the pilot. You ain't care who you were sitting next to. Them talking about, oh, bumpy flight. You don't know what you're talking about. I want, I want the pilot. And when the pilot said, we are entering into rough air, you could, even though it was rough air, you could take a deep breath. Because he didn't come on and say, we crashing. He say, it's rough air. You heard the voice from up front a voice you could not see. Entering into God's holy temple in your worship, when things are falling apart so that he can speak to your heart, won't change necessarily the bumpy air until it's time for smooth flying, but at least you know somebody up front has got it under control. Right? And so he says, I will exalt in the Lord. 
The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent, but before him. You're before him. You can't figure it out? Don't. God knows how to tell you what he wants you to know. Don't be getting a headache over stuff you can't change, stuff you can't fix. You go to the holy temple. He says, I will exalt in the Lord. I choose to do that. I like the way Psalm 34 says, Psalm 34, verses 4 to 7. He says, my fears look to him. My apprehension looked to him. I didn't just talk to everybody else about my distress. I pointed them to him. My fears looked to him. And then uh, it's preceded by the statement, fig tree should not blossom, no fruit on the vine, olive should fail, fields produce no food, Flock should be cut off. But the key word is the word though. Somebody say though. Though. Let me give you a more contemporary word for though. Suppose. Even, even though this happens. Suppose. How many folks spend a lot of time with Suppose. Suppose this is cancer. Suppose we don't have to rent money. Suppose this job doesn't come through. What are we going to do? That's suppose. We, we look at all the options. Oh, I love Habakkuk. Habakkuk says suppose. Even though. But instead of dismissing suppose, He invites suppose into his house. He says, suppose, come on in, let's talk. And he creates the worst possible situation. Because the situation that he extracts from is a hopelessness. He says, let me come up with his worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. And let me put it in contemporary English. Suppose there is no money in the bank. Suppose both cars break down and I have to walk or catch a bus. Suppose I get a pink slip during this downturn in the economy. Suppose my health report doesn't come back like I hoped it would. Suppose I spend another year alone as a single person. Suppose we're still battling in our marriage relationship a year from now. Suppose, worst case scenario, he says, even if my worst case scenario happens, I will exalt in the Lord. I make a choice that I am going to focus on who God is and what God has done. Well, that's an important choice you can make. And Dr. Evans will come back in a few moments to explain the difference between being happy with your circumstances and being joyful in them. Stay with us.
Let me start off by thanking all of our friends for how you've walked with us and stood by us all year long. We felt your prayers and they've made a difference in the lives of people that we've had the privilege of ministering to. And as we anticipate the new year, we want to not only end this year strong, but go into the new year able to take advantage of all the opportunities that God has brought our way for the building of strong, biblically-based families, for strengthening churches so that they're able to do the work of kingdom building God has called them to do, and for speaking into the culture. This culture needs to hear a word from God and a word that works, and that's what we're committed to do. Stand with us with your generosity and your prayers, because you know this word, a word that the world desperately needs today. Visit TonyEvans.org to give. That's TonyEvans.org. The Alternative is a 100% listener-supported broadcast, so we depend completely on you to keep this important work going. Visit TonyEvans.org today or call 1-800-800-3222 to let Tony know he can count on your support. Either way, to say thanks when you make a donation, we'll send you the best of Tony Evans 2023. 20 of his most requested messages, as well as his latest devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity. Get Tony's best so you can be your best. 20 messages to wrap up 2023. Just visit us today at TonyEvans.org or give us a call at 1-800-800-3222. I'll repeat that contact information for you after part two of today's lesson. Here's Tony. If you make it a conscious decision, that I am going to rejoice in the Lord. What will you get out of it? What will come your way? I don't have a job, but I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Things are going bad at home, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm still single another year, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I lost my job, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I choose to rejoice in the Lord. What is going to happen? Two things. You will now be controlled by joy and not happiness. Happiness is feeling good because my circumstances are good. There's money in the bank. My cars are working. My health is good. I got the promotion. So I'm happy. The problem with happy is when stuff goes south, you go south with it. So that's why happiness is a roller coaster. It's up and down. But he says, I will find joy in the God of my salvation. Joy is inner stability and tranquility regardless of external circumstances. In other words, joy is not dependent upon what's happening out there, only what's happening in here. And you can make it a long way with joy. As long as nobody takes your joy, you can handle bad economic times, bad health times, bad relational times, because you got your joy. He says, and joy comes from the Lord. That's why Paul says in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. When I see a miserable single and I see a happy single, the difference between the two is one has joy and one doesn't. They both have the same circumstance, 
But one has learned by choice to exalt in the Lord, the God of their salvation. It's no longer circumstantially driven. He gives the second benefit. He says, I not only get joy, the rejoicing, I get strength for the journey. Notice what he says, verse 19. The Lord is my strength, and he has made my feet like hinds feet. He's picturing a deer having to manage terrain as he climbs a mountain. These deers have to jump, sidestep, but every deer that's raised in the mountain can do that because of their feet. They got quick-footedness that they can move around obstacles or jump over obstacles until they reach the top, watch this now, of the mountain. Come on now, you know what a mountain is. A mountain is a situation that you have to climb. He says, when I rejoice in the Lord, something happened to my feet. I get hinds feet. I'm no longer doing this. I get light-footed. And I can move when my joy comes in and I exalt in the salvation. And he says, and as a result of that, I look back down and I'm on top of the mountain. In other words, the problem that was walking on me, I'm now walking on it. It's still there. The mountain is still there. It says, I'm climbing. And on my way up, stuff jump over here. I just twinkle toe it. Move over here or twinkle toe it. Move over there or jump out. And I, I get around that thing. And I keep on climbing. Till I get to the top. And I am on top of the mountain now. Some of us today are living underneath the circumstances. And God says, get from underneath it. By a choice to exalt in me in the dark. Even when you can't see anything. When a woman goes into labor, that's bad news. And it's good news. The bad news is that it hurts. The good news is something good is coming down the pike. The bad news is that there's a lot of pain. The good news is that you're going to have something to show for it when it's all over. I can't tell you how long the labor is going to last. But I can tell you when the labor is over, you're going to have something good to show for all the pain you went through. And I don't know how long your pain is going to last. But when God gets finished, you're going to have a baby that you won't mind showing off that will give glory to him because he met you in your situation. You remember Peter. Peter said, Lord, let me walk on water. I want to walk on water. Are you walking on water? I want to walk on water. And Jesus bid him come. He said, come on, Peter. Peter stepped out the boat. That's risky. It's a storm on a sea. He steps out and walks on water. Peter is walking on, on top of a storm. 
But the Bible says he began to be distracted by the winds and the waves around him. He got distracted. In other words, he began to focus on the circumstances. When he took his eyes off the Lord and began to focus on the situation, he said to himself, you fool. What are you doing out here walking on water? Now, how he began to talk to himself. He was doing fine. As long as he was talking to Jesus, he was walking on water. But the moment he started looking at how bad his situation was, the Bible says, and he began to sink. And you will sink every time when you focus on your circumstances and not focused on your solution. You're not focused on the Lord. He began to sink. And then it dawned on him. If I don't change my focus, I'm going to keep going down. And then the Bible says, he looked up and said, Lord, save me. When he changed his focus back to what got him started in the first place, he began to walk on water again. Are you tired of going down? You get up on Sunday, but you going down on Monday. Your favorite song is, Going down one time, you know, you just keep going down and you keep going down and you find yourself drowning. God is inviting you to look up, keep your eyes on him. I may not get rid of the storm, but you'll be walking on it. It won't be walking on you. Dr. Tony Evans on Trusting God in the Darkness. He'll come back with a closing thought in just a moment. First, though, let me quickly remind you of that special offer I mentioned earlier. When you make a year-end contribution, we'll say thanks by sending you the best of Tony Evans 2023, an audio collection on CD and digital download containing 20 of Tony's most requested messages, as well as his powerful new devotional, Transformed by the Trinity. This book will help you understand the unique aspects of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, arming you with knowledge to approach life's issues encouraged and confident in the Lord's sovereignty. Both of these resources make a great gift, and they're both yours as our gift when you make a donation to help keep Tony's teaching on this station into the new year. Just drop by TonyEvans.org where you can get all the details and make your donation online. Again, that's TonyEvans.org. Or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222. And let one of our team members assist with your request. There's a good reason people who can't see aren't issued driver's licenses. But Dr. Evans says there are plenty of us who are careening down the road of life, not realizing our vision is impaired. Be sure to join him tomorrow as he takes a look at how we can use God's vision to guide us safely to the right destination. Right now, though, he's back with this important word. I don't want to conclude our program without giving our listeners a clear opportunity to become a Christian. A lot of people can listen to Christian messages but never have a personal relationship with the Christ who is the center of that message. So let me explain it very simply. You and I are sinners. We can't save ourselves. So God came up with a plan to provide salvation for us for free. He sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross as our substitute, validating his purpose by raising him from the dead. And so all you must do is come to Jesus Christ 
for the forgiveness of your sins and for the gift of eternal life. And he will give it away. He will give it to you if you come to Jesus for it, believing him to forgive your sins. Do that right now. God has already made provision through the death and resurrection of Christ. You just have to accept that provision personally. When you do, you are born again. You get to start life all over again. Why don't you respond right now by receiving Christ into your life? If you're ready to do that, take the time to visit TonyEvans.org and click on the link at the top of the homepage that simply says Jesus. Tony has more information there about becoming a follower of Christ, as well as some free resources to help in your journey. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 